and welcome to the ID Talk podcast. My name is Peter Counter, and I am the editor in chief of Fine Biometrics, which is reporting live from the Future Travel Experience Global Conference in Las Vegas. Eric Weiss, our multimedia editor, was on the show floor this week speaking to the biometrics and identity leaders. And in this special episode of ID Talk, recorded at FTE, he interviews Lisa Sullivan, Senior Vice President, Travel and Transport for Idemia INS North America. Sullivan shows off Idemia's recently launched travel solution, the ID to Travel platform, alongside some of the company's other border control innovations, before delving into the key opportunities for boosting adoption of digital travel credentials and talking about how mobile ID can empower travelers to take control of their identities. The interview concludes with Sullivan's observations on the segmentation of travel culture and how it will affect the identity industry. They pack a ton of engaging and important discussion on identity and travel into this mini podcast episode, so let's get to it. Without further ado, here is Fine Biometrics' Eric Weiss in conversation with Idemia's Lisa Sullivan, directly from FTE in Las Vegas. So I'm here again at FTE Global, and I'm here with Lisa Sullivan, who is the SVP for Travel and Transport for Idemia. So um, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Eric. I'm so glad to talk with you today. And um, just to get started, so what are you showcasing here at uh, FTE this year? So what, what did you bring to the event? Awesome. So, you know, we brought a lot of different uh, capabilities to the event this year. You know, a couple um, that you might have seen uh, just a moment ago in our booth are actually um, our new capability, ID to Travel, uh, which we launched uh, just this past week. And that's really providing essentially identity as a service to provide an interoperable framework throughout the travel experience. Um, so you can see some of the capabilities of that as we're enrolling people, utilizing those credentials throughout the journey in a very secure and effective way. Um, you probably also saw our capabilities that we are partnered with deploying with the TSA uh, called the CAT2. And uh, that is actually utilizing both biometrics as well as the ability to read mobile uh, driver's license uh, with all the new exciting things that are coming out in the market. We are testing those and starting to roll them out. If you went to the McCarran uh, TSA event yesterday, you saw some of their uh, latest uh, installments of that, um, as well as the AutoCAT gate. So those are just a couple of the things we're showing this year that we're pretty excited about. So, so you've talked about digital credentials. Um, why are digital credentials going to be so important uh, in air travel? Um, is it going to be, and is also, is it going to be difficult to get passengers to opt into the technology if they're not too necessarily familiar with it? So what do you need to do to boost those adoption rates? Great question. So, you know, I really think that digital identities are critical as we start to move forward um, with uh, the traveling uh, consumers as we kind of return to uh, post-COVID. And one of the things that's really important is you have some people that um, aren't always thinking about, you know, opting into biometrics. So a mobile identity is allowing a consumer to uh, essentially utilize their driver's license and just have biometrics check that day if they don't feel comfortable with having their biometrics in you know, a governmental um, gallery of sorts. So if you heard Jason Lim earlier today, as well as CBP talk at their uh, talk, they're seeing this as a possibility to cover more travelers. So you can have one-to-one -one and also one-to-end. So we're really thinking about these capabilities to cover both sets of travelers to get the broadest set of people into this faster, more efficient way to traverse the travel system. So mobile identity is just a critical way, I think, to reach more consumers that might have privacy concerns with governmental um, having access to their information. 
And so, so it really helps just build trust in a technology and kind of get them used to the idea that like they can allow people to use their face and they still have a, de a degree of control over their privacy and their personal information. A hundred percent. So think about, you know, a lot of the adoption that's happened in the uh, financial space where we're all using our edge devices on our mobile to, you know, use facial rec to get into our banking information and the like. This allows the consumer to store that information locally. No one is storing it out, you know, a gallery and so forth. So by using a mobile identity, you're storing that information locally. So it allows some people who might not want to opt into some of the secure traveler programs to have another form of having that faster frictionless experience. Uh, what are some of the other technologies besides just digital IDs that um, can really help improve the passenger experience? In particular, uh, I know you've got M-Face here. Uh, is there anything else that really moves things forward beyond just having something on your phone? Yeah, I, I do think that you really have to think about it in a, a couple different veins, right? So there's the consumer element. So these different capabilities that empower the consumer by really ke keeping hold of their identity and opting in when they want to from a usage standpoint. But then there's also technologies you have to have on the endpoint. So you mentioned, you know, M-Phase, the, the CAT systems that are used as security checkpoints. Having all of those different endpoints to then utilize that mobile identity or the biometric is key for that flow. And I think one of the things that we think is really key with all of these technologies is that we all evolve them to a standard so that you don't necessarily have to take a monolithic approach uh, and you can have multiple vendors all interoperating in a system together holistically uh, with a, a, a framework based on, on standards. Uh, so obviously the past couple years have been a turbulent one for the travel industry and now we're still at the end of December 2021. So uh, looking back, what was kind of the biggest trend of the past year and what do you see as being the biggest trend moving forward into 2022? You know, I think one of the trends I'm most excited about in 2021 is the type of return to travel we've seen. I think historically, pre-COVID, people have really segmented the population into kind of that road warrior business traveler and then leisure. And I think what we're really seeing is as travel returns, you have a much broader spectrum of travelers and you can't just think about them in these two buckets. And those leisure travelers actually are coming in and traveling in different ways, traveling more frequently, traveling in different modes. And I think that we're gonna continue to see um, different segmentation as we kind of move forward. And with that segmentation and different generations traveling and so forth, there's always a different, you know, uh, uh, openness to, you know, utilizing these new technologies and so forth. So I do think that as we're looking to the future, a couple of things that are going to be hypercritical for us is to really think about the change management, right? Because if you're a traveling consumer, you might not be like us following up all the new trends and things that are coming, uh, coming out. And you want to have a consistent experience throughout the journey. But as we're all working as an industry to roll out these new technologies, we do have to think about that consumer experience. And if they're experiencing something different in Atlanta and then they fly into LaGuardia and it's, it's not consistent, we do just need to keep educating and being communicative about how they interact with the new tech. So I think change management is going to be a really critical element for us to make sure consumers adopt this in a meaningful way. And the other thing I would say to echo some of the comments already you know, noted uh, at the conference so far 
is that um, the technology is here. We all have all the critical components. We're all trying to work towards you know driving standards together so it's all interoperable. The piece that's going to be critical is enabling the government from a, uh, from a policy standpoint to move forward with acquiring and improving these technologies because that's always a long lead time. And I think you heard you know Jason and, and others from CBP and TSA even mentioned this morning that the biggest thing they think could be a stopper here is red tape. So we've got to make sure that we're supporting our, our governmental entities and being able to move at the speed that they need to so this technology can roll out um, more quickly and we're not sitting here in 2025 waiting for the things to, to go out that we have uh, available today. So, so it sounds like what you're saying, it's not even about the technology this year, it's about getting people to use it and getting people to accept it. Exactly. Uh, whether that's, you know, governmental, uh, IT and, and policy acquisitions people, um, or, you know, in 2022, making sure the traveling public knows how to interact with it. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks so much, Eric. I can't wait to see the, uh, the podcast. <laughs>